We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. We're good? Yeah, we're good. Fuck Netflix. Fuck Netflix. Fuck Netflix. Bitch-ass Netflix does not see the writing on the wall. Does not... Literally, we're in the midst of one of the biggest strikes Hollywood has ever seen. Only one of them has ended, and Netflix goes, I've learned my lesson. We will charge more for our accounts. And It's like, dude... You can't be this stupid. It's not possible. After already raising the prices. They've raised them like three times this year. Like, it's insane. I'm like, I'm proud of the way we're watching movies, boys. Yeah. I know that we're, we're using Redacted, but it is so much better and so much nicer and so much easier. And I don't feel like a scumbag. If I like the movie, I'm going to buy the movie. Yeah. Yes. I, I've always held that that kind of standard. And Netflix just honored their time for doing the DVDs. Yeah. Like how they started, because apparently they sent their last DVD and they were doing, they had like a billboard and they were honoring their DVD system while every movie they make and they produce, there's no way to get a physical copy of it as well. So I think Netflix has no idea what they're fucking doing with movies as a whole. And they're just like, and, and now they're just charging you more. Agreed. Right. And Agreed. They're trying to get us back by putting Dune on there, but... Not going to work, work, bud. That, I, I, I was going to say that I think it's just simply because they want to make more and they know that people yeah. will pay for it. That's the problem. They they might be <laughs> testing the waters. Is my is my idea is, is like the loss of this of of the subscribers I don't think is great enough for them to stop just yet. And I don't think any of us pay for it. No. At one point, I did pay for it. I no longer pay for I it. I think that that's also another catch is that maybe they're just catching on to, but didn't they like limit their, the amount of accounts you can? There's have no, there's account? like no password sharing now. You essentially have to like create a vacation spot. Yeah, and that's it's like, yeah, it's like so I can't password share, and you're essentially going to double, if not triple, your your cost, mm-hmm. and if I refuse to pay extra, you're gonna throttle my. My streaming service, essentially, like, you're going to Tony Soprano me, where you're going to break my fucking windows until I'm finally like, I can't take it anymore. I need some... It's the same that Hulu does, though, where they're like, our ad... Our uh, subscription service hasn't raised for the version with ads. However, we're going to play the same ads that you hate. They are notoriously the worst ads you've ever seen in your life, and we're going to play them on a loop until you feel like you are going to blow your brains out and you're going to have to go to the next tier service, which is double the money. It's yeah. $14.99 or $7.99 for, for ads. Which is... I, Yeah. It's too much. Uh, but at the same time, it's also a deal. It, I think it just depends on how much you use it. If you're, yeah. if you're only using one of these streaming services, then I would in a way argue that it's a pretty decent deal. If you're, yeah. if you're trying to watch exclusively on one thing because you know it's yeah. we, we also pay for regal regal pass yeah and i think that that's a great deal too but it, it's all dependent upon how much you use it uh yeah and 
I even Regal Pass, like I haven't gone to the movie theater in um like probably maybe since Oppenheimer, which seems like so long. It just really hasn't been. I feel like this year for movies. Remember, well, like, we've gone to at least three or four without you. Yeah, so. I, I, that's that's because for some <laughs> reason the the studios all they're producing is like low level horror f- films that aren't very good. Dude, you shut your mouth. About that. <laughs> Saw X. Oh, oh God. I'm a Los Angeles based artist. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'm not even going to bother. I, that's what I get for using a free app. Really just burst it out on the fucking show. That was so fucking oh funny. I'm God. so happy that that happened. I, I can't yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm not going to cut that one. That was funny. That was good. That was top tier humor. But you could have been there for Saw X. You could have been there for for Slaughterhouse. None too. You could have been the there nunning. for yep. the nunning. The nunning. Yeah. And then you could have been there for was there another scary movie which came out this year? I don't think so. Evil Dead. You didn't go to that, bro. Didn't go to Evil Dead. No, I did not. You're yeah. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. After seeing y'all's reviews and everything, I I don't feel like I'm the stupid one in that. You know? <laughs> I feel like I dodged a bullet. He's I enjoyed honestly, my evening. He's honestly not wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to get into Saw Ten until we talk about the movies we watched this week. Cause it's the only movie we watched this week. That's true. But holy fucking god, do I have some things to say about that movie? <laughs> but. Yeah. And y'all watched every Saw movie before. We watched every single Saw movie. He roped me into it, but I I loved (laughs) it. He roped me into it. (laughs) Nah, he did, dude. Yeah, right. Um... I had a great time watching them, though. Personally, I thought thought they were great. The only one I fell asleep, as as everyone knows, is Saw 2. Um, But that was just because I was so dead. (laughs) Yes. But the other movies, thoroughly enjoyed. And even, like, the cheesiest ones, I think, are the best ones. Yeah, arguably, I would say so. Like my like my top three were Saw One, Saw Four, and Saw Three D. Like Saw One is is an instant classic. It's a great movie. Saw Four introduces the most chaotic transition sequences of any of the Saw franchise. I would say, yeah. and then Saw Three D is the most bizarrely action packed movie. Like there is not a minute of that movie where like nothing is happening. It is just constant. Like shits blowing up. Random people are doing tests. Uh, Chester Bennington is getting killed because he's racist. It's a wild, it's a wild ride, and a, and a lot of people consider that the worst one. A lot of people, and which I, seems crazy to me. I I I'm gonna back that. I I I put Saw 3D as as my top one. It was it's so off the wall. Saw one is is two, and then Jigsaw is actually three. I love Jigsaw. I thought I thought that 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 before the wow. the the first game was yeah was was cool. And I, th- I thought it was well done enough. So. I think you could honestly handle the Saw movies. I don't. They were not as I'm sure I could shocking as I as I had remembered them being. You just, might not like them. That's what it's like. <laughs> it's like you could you could handle them. I'm no sure. man, all you gotta do is watch nine Saw movies. Yeah, skip, well, skip, skip Spiral. So only eight. Well, spe- commitment. Speaking about something else that I didn't know if you watched these and like I do consider these pieces of cinema but i wouldn't consider them films oh, necessarily dear. the wes anderson thing uh, i haven't watched any of them yet no i haven't either man i've been so you busy didn't, you, you didn't finish henry sugar i didn't even finish we started it we yeah, got 20 yeah, minutes in, and it sugar. was the most exciting 20 minutes of a wes anderson thing project i'd ever seen like the the movements and the set and i can only imagine the rest of them and how good they'll be dude yeah i watched the swan today which was just 
the the second one out of yeah. the, out of that four, and it was great. It was it was a lot shorter. Henry Sugar, I think, is the longest one, coming out like forty five minutes. Really, and the I other ones are like, like seventeen minutes. Whoa, whoa, what the fuck? That's yeah. crazy. Damn, I might knock that out tonight. Then it's yeah, crazy. right. I had no yeah, idea because yeah, I mean, but the swan I thought they're is all so like good. forty. The minutes. swan, I, I, really? I, yeah, personally, I mean, I, I have you seen them all, or you? I haven't seen. seen the two? I haven't seen them all. Yeah, I just saw the, wow. the, the two. But I, I agree, man. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if maybe that's just what was missing from Wes Anderson's style is him for just to come out and be like, this is a play that I'm going to put in yeah. a cinema right. format. Because like, I, I definitely agree with, with Joey Nick. I think if you watch this, that you're going to have a really good time just the way that it looks. Oh, no, I I'm, way, I definitely way, like that it moves. I'm very excited to watch it. I just, I, I've also been super busy having to finish all the soft fucking movies. And then by the time I finished those, it was time to watch all the movies we had for the pod this week. And so I just, yeah. I've, I have been, I've been so behind. <laughs> yeah, I went I to, watch Saw. You're good. I went to North Carolina over the weekend and visited my in-laws and, um, we, I brought, we brought it up to them that we were watching like the whole Saw, like, <laughs> series and i mean like dead silence like it was like it was like you knew they heard it but they didn't acknowledge it which was fine <laughs> i didn't know honestly which was more embarrassing the fact that i told my mother-in-law that we, me and her daughter were watching 10 saw movies or the fact that we all went shopping at one point and we hit a bookstore and i bought 80 dollars worth of manga <laughs> in front of my in front of my mother-in-law nice one of which was a um, it's called the Raising Shinji Ikari Project, and it's an oh. Evangelion spinoff, but instead of it being, like, at least as thus far, instead of it being about, like, them fighting angels, it's about Shinji and will he date Asuka or Rei. <laughs> that's the whole fucking thing. I, I need that in my life. That's oh what I'm, goodness. that's, that's, so far I'm really, like, I'm digging it, but I hear it gets real weird the oh, further no. you go. So, like, part one, <laughs> part one's one, fine. This isn't Shinji with a Glock, is it? No, that's, um, that's Campus Apocalypse. Shinji with the Glock, <laughs> twisted with the biscuit. It's crazy, but yeah. Uh, so far, there there was like one like panel where where Shinji's dad like acknowledges that he thinks Ray's hot, and I was like, man, I really hope that that never gets said ever again. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that one. <laughs> yeah, so um, I only bought. I they had the first two volumes. They were eight bucks a pop. So I'll sure. I'll let you know what happens in volume two. I've only finished the first one. <laughs> How many volumes are there? Do you know? Eighteen. Damn. Which is fucking crazy. So we'll see if I muster up the nerve to, to keep reading to it. Go. I read some... I bought, like... Actually, I did want to bring this up. If we can get into Manga Corner for a second. Nick's Manga Nick's Corner. Nick's Manga Corner. Um, <laughs> so... Embarrassing! Just want to get that out of the way. So... <laughs> I've been reading. I bought like a bunch of bunch of manga from this store with my mother-in-law. And I bought this one called A Girl, a Girl on the Shore. Which I don't know if I don't know if you've heard me talk about or heard about. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to read it because every review it kept like popping up as like recommended, but every review is is always like tagged like most controversial manga I've ever read, most oh. shocking manga I've ever read. And I'm like a girl on the shore. <laughs> what the fuck could possibly happen? Holy God! <laughs> I read it in like one shot, like really? one sitting. Like, but uh... I was like, and there's like a movie. There's a movie for it too. And I'm like, I don't know how you could one legally make this movie. Like it was. Imagine watching or reading Euphoria as, oh. as a manga, but instead of it being like, oh, these are 30-year-olds playing like seniors in high school, it's ninth graders 
Ooh. And they're ninth. They're in ninth grade. <laughs> no, they're actually ninth grade. And they're actually in ninth yeah. grade. It was a lot to like take in. The it, characters in this manga look like as if they're in ninth grade, but they're actually eighteen years old. Yeah, I would have even if that just that sentence was anywhere in that that book, I would have felt better. The like the yeah. content of the book itself, like the story was like fucking incredible. But then there would be like these like bizarre sex scenes with ninth graders that you'd be like, oh man, I don't want this. So then you're flipping through pages. You're Uh, you're kind of speed reading the book. You're "Ah, skimming through all these fucking pages. But uh, I bought that in front of my (laughs) mother-in-law. And so good book. Made her daughter watch all the Saw movies. Buying glorified porn in front of her. There you go. She must be so proud. She must be so (laughs) proud. Yeah, I uh, I personally had a great time watching all the all the Saw movies. I thought I thought they were great. Oh shit! Speaking of books, how is your book reading going? It's good. That's good. I, I'm I'm almost done. I, I I just I'm gonna finish it by this weekend. I don't know. If, I don't know if we brought it up last episode. Matt and I are were were coerced into reading a a YA fantasy novel called yes. A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yep. I finished it. It's pretty good. Oh, you finished it? I, I, I got into, like, a groove. I got, like, yeah. on, like, page 250, and I was like, I can't put this down. And I, it's, like, 400-something pages, and I just, like, like one-shotted it, like, one yeah. night before bed. It got It's good. It, it's a solid 7 out of 10 for me. Nice. 3.5 out of 5, if you will. I, uh, but... Nice. But I know that you're still, like trudging along i'm there i mean I'm, you're in the I'm, trenches i'm man. gonna get it done by by this, this weekend i know i could probably finish in like one or two sittings if i really just carved out the time and got through it um but yeah i'm i'm enjoying it so Does far it get, I think like, good. gory or like not really it okay. gets real sexy which really? i was like which literally every time it happened it would like yank me so far out of this book like i'd be like so in it and then it would be like fairy sex and i'd be like oh man this sucks so you guys yeah. are like reading this because like your wives have been reading it right isn't and that a part of they it? they have both told us it's like such a phenomenal series oh. to get into mm-hmm. and matt with his big fat fucking mouth was like i'll read it while we're trapped in a car <laughs> so like it's not like i could be like oh i gotta go i'm not yeah. i can't jump out of the moving vehicle to avoid reading the book and now i can't look like the asshole who's like oh yeah <laughs> i'm not reading that book not, 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 no, 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 no. So, yeah, so like, no, no, no. So I read the book, but read. I ended up really liking it, and now I'm going to probably it's read the second one, but Molly has to read uh, Berserk first, which she just started right before we started recording. Nice. Very excited to see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh... It's an even trade. I think so, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Because A Court of Thorns and Roses is 130,000 words. Yeah. Berserk, in all of its entirety, is less than 30,000 words. I was like, it's yeah. Just- it's just how many volumes is it? It's 13. It's just 13 volumes. Yeah, but they That's take, equivalent. like, I could read them in, like, two to three hours each. Oh, yeah. Like, it is a bam, bam, bam kind of situation. Whereas Court of Thorns and Roses, I felt like I read that thing for, like, a decade. And I only read it for a week. <laughs> it just, it took, it felt like I was in the trenches trying to get through that book. And it wasn't like I was having a bad time. It's just, when you're when you're reading a fantasy novel, it's up to you to kind of, imagine what you're seeing whereas in a manga it's right there i know what i'm looking at and i can just kind of absorb the visual and the words like simultaneously and get get the story and it's just a quick page turner yeah i um 
so far, I've enjoyed the book. I think I think it's gonna be good. We'll see how how it ends. But Joey, are you? How is Life of Pi going? This is now Yo, yeah. oh, book man. club. Yeah, yeah. This is now book club now. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't progressed that much since the past week. I've been so okay. busy. I'm the um, same way with mine. So are you serious, Ariel? <laughs> I I, re I literally read like 20 pages since the last time we talked. But it's good. It's interesting. I I'm really liking it. But my, my brother told like raved about this book when we were talking about like god so i'm like really curious where this goes because right now it's just about this like boy who whose father owns a zoo so that's it i'm i there's a you know there's a lot of spiritual elements to it but i've i had i have no idea why my brother is like recommending this book to me in the way and i've never seen the movie too so i'm excited to watch the movie after ever i finish the book You've never seen the movie? I've never seen the movie. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, movie. movie I, that's what I've heard. It was like, to me, it was one of those movies that like everyone loved, and so thus I could not love it at that time. I needed to give it some time. Yeah. I get that. I and now it's them. ready. Now it's ready. I'm going to read the book. Yeah. I never do that. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it'll be interesting to read the book and then watch the movie. Man, yeah. look at this guy. He, he's yeah. reading. We're all reading yeah, books dude. here. Man. I ain't reading all that. We're reading... We're reading. Here. Yeah. I actually the one one of the first thoughts that I had whenever I left the the the, the theater after watching Saw X was I wonder if there's a book for this shit. There is. I found there's a like, comic book. Oh, oh, oh a comic book. Yeah. Okay. I mean that, Saw Rebirth. That, that makes oh, it's literally its own thing. Yeah. What? Okay. It's apparently from what I read, it's the first appearance of Jill in the whole series is in this comic book. Which I had no idea there was a comic book that fucking existed. But I'm kind of like tempted to be like do I want to get the extra little bit of lore <laughs> in the software? Because it's like we're, you've already we're done already everything done. else. I know, yeah. right? I'm already here. Yeah. I literally do that just just with uh, Army of Darkness, the comics. I'm like, those are so I'm, fun. I'm like, I'm like, I'm already here. I may as well just keep reading whatever they they, yeah. they put out because there's nothing but comic books and movies. So it's a it's chill. literally a digital comic. It's not even yeah. like a it's not anything. And it's written by James Wan, so like it's it's his it's his word. That's cool. Interesting. But it's only, it looks like it's only digital. Hmm. So. That's interesting. Nope. Weird. You can buy one physical copy for $80 on Amazon. Jesus. I would not do that. <laughs> yeah, it must have been a limited run thing. It's probably just like a single issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking for a book for you when I was down in North Carolina, and I didn't realize that it's like a collectible until like the that night when I got home, and I was like, what if I could just buy this book online? And it was like. No. A stupid rare thing, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, shit. So you'll you'll never get to read this book yeah, in a physical I, format. I, I don't if even I've... know what book I want. That that actually that <laughs> it's rare. A, it's a book you've never ever mentioned, but every time I see it, I'm like, Matt needs to read this. I would read it. I would, hell yeah, I would read it. It's a it's a sci-fi novel, so keep that in mind. Oh, yes. Sweet. Okay. If I ever get my hands on it, look out, Mister. It's it's all yours. <laughs> I'm down. Dude, I yeah, I I. Uh, We'll see how, how far we get in this little reading uh, venture we're, we're, we're doing right now. I'm liking but, book club. It's pretty yeah. chill. Yeah, it's it, it's very chill. But I know for like a couple of years, every like Christmas and birthday, I got you something. It was always a book. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but it was like, and it was not, it wasn't like, it, it was like a David Lynch book one time I got you. It was like pictures he took. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a Star Wars book. 
one time or something like that. I think yeah. it was like Star Wars and Shakespeare or something like that. Maybe, like, yeah. Star Wars and yeah. Shakespeare. I just remember it. I was like, I don't know why I keep getting that book. So I'm like, <laughs> they were always good. <laughs> yeah, I, like, like, I like books. They, they were cool, like but, but I'm like, I, like I, I feel like I'm becoming the book guy. That's so funny. Well, it's yeah, a you good do book. like books. And you put them on display. I still see that David Lynch images. It's a good book. Oh, yeah. It's a good book. Yeah, it's a cool book. It's just a bunch of his um his, his his photography and then a couple of his like paintings that he's done, but someone took pictures of them. So right, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I like it. Well, speaking of images inside of a creepy house, welcome to the Shot in the Chaser podcast. Hey yo, a podcast where we're watching live TV tonight for our movies, baby. Ay. Let's go. Let's fucking go. What? Oh God, what is he about to play? Yeah, my. Oh, I. I... I'll cut. What? I'll cut around this. I was just gonna play a snippet from the. Do what you gotta do. I was woken up by the sound of this harpsichord music. It was like chamber music. But you know when a noise comes into your dream. That's too long. That was that was. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was too long. It was too long. <laughs> Cut around all that shit. What is yeah. up with all these sound bites you get, man? <laughs> the sound bite for the Ghost Sounds movie are are kind of long, and I did not know where where we're, we're going to be able to fit them in, but we'll see. We'll see if they work. Yeah, and I I'm not using this app anymore. If it's gonna, if it's gonna add, <laughs> you just keep time. getting ads, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, it so well last time. I know, right? Like, it gave us was no it ads. The same, app? same app. That's yeah. so bizarre. That's huh. funny. Well, well anyways. Uh, on this week, the shot is going to be, I believe it's Leslie Manning is their name. Let me double check that before I make a complete ass of myself. It is, indeed, Leslie Manning's 1992 horror classic, Ghost Watch, a BBC controversial airing. And then to chase this down, we have our good friend, friend of the pod, Chris LaMartina's WNUF Halloween special. Yeah. So good. Shit's spooky as hell. Man, shit is spooky as hell. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Hell yeah. I just wanted to say before we begin, R.I.P. Frank Stewart. A moment of silence for his for his passing. Did he really did he die IRL? No, he I mean the character died. Oh, I was like I was like, wait, what? That <laughs> sucks. No, he's a legend. Yeah, my bad. No, no, no. no. I Are you sorry. sure about that? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I thought we were giving he, a he, moment he, of he silence died, for someone. He died in a movie, um, man. But he was he was the best character, so Dude, that's rest, a fact. Rest in peace, man. What'd you guys watch this week? Well, I feel like we went through your uh, Saw. Oh, we're gonna get into Saw Ten here in a minute. But what, yeah, let's go with yeah, Joe. I'll start. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna start off. I've been I finished Eastbound and Down, and I think we talked oh, about this on the podcast. Isn't that so good? It's such a good show. Danny McBride is so funny. But since I finished that, I was like, you know, I need to uh, watch some more of his stuff. And so I decided to put on The Foot Fist Way. Never watched. What is that? That's his first movie that he wrote, and it is so hilarious. <laughs> and it is so it's Danny McBride. It's all like it's Jody Hill. I think it directed it as well and it's him as like a karate teacher danny mcbride danny mcbride this sounds fucking hilarious it is so funny and he, it's the first thing he's like really ever done 
at least written. I, I don't know if he like acted in anything else, but um, yeah, I threw that on and I was just laughing my ass off from the beginning to the end. Uh, it had like the just the funniest Danny McBride jokes in it, and it the the type of humor where he can be like this just like piece of shit human yeah. being, but like for some reason you love this dude, and I uh, yeah it, it's. It's just, uh, it was cool to see Danny McBride, like, the beginning of what we got with Eastbound and Down. What, we, what we're what we getting with Righteous Gemstones. Right. And all of the movies he's been a part of. It, it's, I, I'm starting to really love the Danny McBride, like... Cinematic universe. Cinematic universe, right? That's why he's the GOAT! The GOAT! Dude. The GOAT, man, yeah. Yeah, the Danny McBride. Uh, what a guy. I'm thankful that, that he produced... The the Halloween. He, apparently, he wrote that too. Like he was a writer. Oh, he helped write it too. Nice. So bizarre. I'm two thirds proud of that guy. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I he did fun Halloween ends. Yeah, I, I'm like so perplexed by the relationship between him and David Gordon Green because oh, that is true. I guess that's yeah. why he was involved. Was wait, 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 what's their relationship? Green. David Gordon Green like directs and I think even writes Righteous Gemstones. Like they're like, oh yeah, like that's David not Gordon the only connection. Though. But that yeah, no, that's yeah, not the like, only connection. Yeah. They've been making shit for a while. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But Danny McBride, I. I kind of went on this rabbit hole when finding with falling in love with Eastbound and Down. Um, yeah, they're it's kind of bizarre how like connected they they've been and like Dan McBride's always in his shit and uh, David Gordon Green's always directing uh, Dan McBride's things. Yeah, it's uh, that's crazy. Cool. Yeah, it is crazy. I, I I I'm somewhat a little disgusted. While also being proud. <laughs> I've seen some shitty movies. Because I'm not a big fan of David Gordon Green, to be honest. But. Yeah, I'm also... I'm, I'm I'm losing my patience with David Gordon Green. Yeah. The Exorcist being a good example. I don't yeah. think it's going to be good. I, I knew from that second trailer that movie was doomed. And the premiere on Rotten Tomatoes at a 28%? That's fucked up. And I have not seen, like, a single good thing be yeah. said about this movie. It's bad. It's and, a, and it was a four hundred million dollar reboot, oh my and this is God. the first part. You cannot drop the ball on a part one. Isn't it like part? That. Isn't it like part one of three? Yeah, this was a, the the yeah, whole they trilogy gave, they is. Gave him another three. Like the whole know. trilogy is four hundred cost four hundred million dollars to make. He's not even gonna like scratch that. Jesus Christ! You know, but the way that that that, that movie's going, um, don't know if it's gonna make its money back, but because like The Exorcist does not have the strength that the Halloween franchise does no at all. yeah i don't yeah. think so which i mean the the original is so good i i, lo- I love the original but i just don't i just not gonna get the same type of fan base well that but when when it came out there was such a craze around it like satanic panic was also kind of a thing too and it just added to its culture or cultural rebel re- relevance but um for now, I've just read too many reviews, too, where people are saying that, that David Gordon Green just plays it safe, similar to how he did Halloween. And But I, I like the Halloween franchise. I like... So, some things I think are better when you play them more safer. Yeah. And Halloween, I think, is one of those things. Like, maybe just make it a little bit more gory, but you really don't want to go too far out of the way to uh, break the mold, I guess is the best way to say it. I, I, and I can, I can definitely see that, but it's like... Halloween, I think, has a more accessible 
fan base. Whereas The Exorcist, I know a lot of people that, like, even if they're not from religious backgrounds, that feel like demonic possession movies, like, weirdly just scratch, like, a specific nerve that some people are just like, no, fuck that. Yeah, it's like, I'm just not gonna, I don't want to experience that, I don't want to... Which, I mean, if you want to be a pussy, that's on you, but, like, it's... I think Michael's easy because it's just like, this. you know what you're getting yourself into. Man kills people. That's, that's it. And so, I think David Gordon Green had an opportunity to take content that already makes people uncomfortable in a time where people that want, that love horror really want to see like some some fuckity shit yeah. and it sounds like yeah he reeled he reels it in and i've seen a, i i haven't seen the movie yet but I've, I've have seen a couple tweets that are like it's weirdly anti-abortion and i'm like why would the exorcist movie be anti-abortion that's fucking stupid we'll see what happens like i because y'all I are definitely still going to see the movie i'm assuming yeah, yeah i guess yeah i'll be there <laughs> and i really I really want to watch the the uh, the original Exorcist movies though, like Exorcist One, Exorcist Two. They're on. Uh, they I have put them on redacted. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but I've heard good things. Funny enough about the Exorcist Three, and it, it I'm 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 intrigued enough. I like the premise yeah. of the first one enough to where if you can expand it, yeah, with taste. Then I think that the themes are really cool. I'd like to dive back into it. I just don't know if David Gordon Green's movie is going to go in that direction. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. According to its reviews, I don't think so. The first one is, in my opinion, a masterpiece. It's really good. The original, yeah, is 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 great. I. (laughs) You don't like gross things. No, I do not. And that movie definitely has some gross stuff in it. Because we, we watched that movie, like, this time last year. I yeah, I think it was our first or second week of, yeah, of Spooky yeah. Month. Of, of October, yeah. We are week two in Spooky Month here, so we we'll see. Hopefully, maybe next episode we will have seen uh, the new Exorcist movie. I'm hoping, yeah. It comes yeah. this weekend, right? I think so, yeah, hey. Friday. Okay. So, day after tomorrow. It'll probably, I mean, technically it'll be in theaters tomorrow night, but... It's true. I'm not watching three Exorcist movies before tomorrow night. I probably won't watch three Exorcist movies by this weekend. I probably won't even watch an Exorcist movie before the weekend, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I'll probably, I'll probably just watch the new one. <laughs> <laughs> watch, like, a YouTube video. Yeah, just, right. like, the full timeline of The Exorcist. Because I know, I know it's not gonna... The, in, in the similar Halloween movie fashion, I don't think he's going to build upon yeah. the timeline. He's just gonna pick up after the first movie. Yeah. And I've already read some some joke reviews from Letterboxd, and they just it just a lot of them say it just takes the concept from the first movie, but there's two girls. That's it. And they're like that's there's nothing else. <laughs> like there's nothing else that it adds. There's just two girls. That's mid. I'm like okay. That's mid as hell. Like, wonder if they're gonna be kind of right. Because that could win you guys over, I know. If they have, like, cool practical effects and it, it's kind of gross looking. I, I need it to be gross, I need it to be violent, and I need it to be blasphemous. And yeah. it seems like he doesn't do any of that. It seems like it's going to have some, like, jarring, quote-unquote, shocking moments, but not enough to carry the whole thing. But again, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I'm just yeah. going by reviews. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I think we're going to feel more of, like, the shock of those, like... God played a trick on you lines be- because of where we're at, yeah. lo- like location-wise. But 
other than that, I don't think the world's going to care. Like, this movie's going to come, it's going to go, no one's going to... And it sucks, because, like, when I heard that line for the first time in the trailer, I was like, damn, that's hard as hell. Like, this movie should rock. And then we saw that second trailer for The Nun 2, and I was like, oh, no, they're making a lot of references to the first movie. This is a cash grab. not good. And I mean... Also, why The Exorcist? It's weird. Why this franchise? Well, it's weird because this movie is, like, notorious for only having one good movie. Like, the second and third ones are, like, hated. Nobody likes those movies. And then I didn't even know... There's two prequel movies. Didn't even know there was a second one. I knew about (laughs) Exorcist New Beginnings. I've never heard anybody say anything about that movie. And there's another one called Dominion, which I is literally called Dominion or a prequel to The Exorcist, which is a fucking stupid name for a movie. God, my that's, God, that's his full title. Yeah. Terrible. Oh hi, thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. David Gordon Green. I Amen. Got, I got to go to the theater though. I'll just jump into what I what I watched. I I saw Stop Making Sense, which was a, oh, a live. You bitch. I think I'm going to watch that tomorrow. Nice. Day twenty four, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it's it, it's a re-release. Yeah. A24 but just released it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that, actually. I thought it was new. It's like a, it was a movie that I think, like, it was like a theatrical thing, like a one-time thing, and then it, it was gone forever, and now, now A24 is re-releasing it. And it's oh. been like a whole thing where like they host them as like dance parties and shit at like bigger, theater, bigger theaters. There was a couple oh. where like the talking heads showed up and wow. like did like the party with you, which would have been sick as hell. Isn't... So my knowledge of the Talking Heads is limited, but isn't one of the like the lead singer? Isn't he the guy who did the soundtrack for Everything Everywhere All at Once? David Bird, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Is it him? Nice. He did that. Cool. He performed that song with. Um, he did. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! I literally was singing her praises all last year in her name, Stephanie Chu. Yeah. Yep. Stephanie yes. Chu, yeah. Yeah. He's he he definitely has an ear for some weird melodies. I wonder if that's how cool. the YA24 did that connection. Oh, Be- that's Because a, everything ever while at once blew up as big as it did. I wonder. I never thought of that, dude. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't even make that connection because yeah. I just, I don't know them like that. Yeah. This, was, this was the first time I was like, I like some of their songs. I wouldn't mind yeah. watching a concert of them. And then it was, it was like, this is great. I, I, th- I thought it was really good. Nice. So, yeah. De- definitely awesome. worth worth watching. It's it's just a straight up concert film. Yeah. So, like, but I mean, like, not... it's the Talking Heads. So like, it's like it's, it's you're, you're going to be entertained from start to finish. I will admittedly say I'm not a humongous Talking Heads fan. Like, I like their music, but never enough yeah. to be like, oh my god, I, I've been dying to see the Talking Heads. But I had heard a lot of hype around this around this particular performance. I hear it's incredible, so I wanted to experience it for myself. And they've um, influenced so much music. Exactly. I mean, Radiohead got their name from one of their songs. Right. So it's like, it, you can already tell, like, the Talking Heads, their, their history on what they bring to music is important enough. Absolutely. It'll be, it'll be fun to watch. Another two movies that I watched I just wanted to briefly touch upon, because I watched um, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl on Redacted. And <laughs> you watched was, that movie? I was yeah, wondering bro. you watched that. I saw that it was being yeah, it was me. Have you ever it seen me. that movie? I have That movie's seen it. fucking sad. I loved it. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I'm surprised you loved it, honestly, because I, I like, kind of liked it. It's a good I movie. I didn't hate it. Like it. But I, I'm, I would have not have recommended that movie to you. That's so funny. I love that you love that movie. Yeah. But I, um, I ended up really enjoying it, and then Hannah walks in, and I'm like, 
hey, how, how's your day? She said, it was good. I was like, mine was good too. I watched Me, You're on the Dying Girl. And then she's like, oh, we should watch The Fault in Our Stars because that's pretty much oh, the same movie. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that is not a good movie. That <laughs> movie was such a Have disservice. Have you ever seen it before that? Yes. yes okay, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Such a disservice um, to that book. Yeah. Oh, man. I hadn't seen it in a long time, though. But then I, I remembered it pretty yeah. much. I technically own that on iTunes because my brother <laughs> loved that movie and he wanted to buy it. Boom. And he bought it on my iTunes. My heart, the beat goes on and on. Na, 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 na. I hated that movie, but man, that song I probably played like 300 times the summer it came out. Even hey. like the lead actress, I, it's hard for me to watch a lot of things with her in it because, because of, of that movie. Yeah, yeah she was kind of the hot commodity at uh, the year it came out, which was 2014. But yeah. I. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it. Willem Dafoe's in it. He's always a treat. But Dude, that's I do Willem not Dafoe. remember Willem Dafoe. I know, he kept saying yeah. that. I was like, he's in that movie? He's in it. I only <laughs> he remember plays, her he plays, and, and Ansel Elgort. He plays yeah. the author. The author of the book that they go to Amsterdam to visit. Uh, he plays that guy. That's right. So he's only in one scene when they go to his apartment and he's just like being kind of a Good jerk. Good for him, man. I bet you he got paid for that role. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. blew up, so I'm sure he got a nice check. Oh yeah, I, I like that he's doing well. I like that he's. I doing like that he's well doing well. Off the fault in our stars. Uh, yeah. That book is so good, though. That it was such a bummer. I remember really, the so, book is good. The, I read the book first. I probably read that book like three or four times before the movie mm. came out. It is such I a. It is a gripping book, and if you were on Tumblr, it was like illegal to be on that website without reading the book. <laughs> and so I read it in like one shot. It was like this is immaculate. I love it so much. And then read it a couple more times. Movie came out. I was so pumped. Went and saw the movie and was like, what the. F- fuck is happening here these two people on screen have no chemistry together whatsoever yeah it's not fun it's not entertaining and like it's quote-unquote sad but in a way that i'm like i'm sad because i remember reading the book not that i'm not because you people made me sad i remember crying reading the book but not like i'm not crying because of because of the movie however i get when why people cried during that movie yeah hannah hannah wept it was it was kind of funny I'm sorry. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> Threw you right under the bus. Yeah. I was trying to be chill. <laughs> but yeah, what did you watch? Saw fucking 10. Oh yeah, so did I. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Yeah, this Dude. fucking movie. That's... My voice cracking everything. This fucking movie, man. It wasn't that bad. Okay, let's do this. Let me start here. Spoiler alert. I'm about to rip this movie a new asshole and give you every single spoiler humanly possible. Okay? First of all, Saw 10 is the first movie in the Saw franchise to not be a tight 90. It is a two-hour movie. God. Okay? Which I was kind of like, all right. Okay. That's, That's an extra 30 minutes of, like, pure malicious torture. Yeah. Let's go. And... Then websites and theaters started posting like, hey, if you buy tickets to see Saw, we're giving you a barf bag because people were losing their fucking minds. I was like, let's go. Yeah, exactly. I was like, here we go. I'm so excited. Shit's going to get real gruesome. And truth be told, in a two-hour movie, I would say maybe 30 minutes of it is actually like torture. The rest of it is a lot of exposition trying to get you to know the man behind John Kramer, to get to know who Jigsaw is. And I'm like, I... One, I just watched nine movies. I know this guy's whole fucking life story. I don't need anything else. I know what he does, and I know that what he's doing is, quote-unquote, justified in his eyes. I want to see him fuck these people up. And 
he essentially so what happens is um in the saw franchise the main killer jigsaw in the second movie is die or i think even in the first movie it's like brought up very briefly but it's more it's like the focal point of the second movie jigsaw is diagnosed with brain cancer and oh. he's he is actively dying um and this movie saw 10 which takes place between one and two because that's what you would call the 10th movie <laughs> um is it is, is about him finding a treatment that is going to save his life which is also really referenced in saw six when he brings the paperwork to the health insurance guy Really, God is trying to tell John Kramer to fucking die, but he's just that stubborn. But anyways, um, he finds this group. Um, he literally gets, like, catfished. Like, that's the whole thing. The whole movie is that Jigsaw, a genius throughout the whole series, gets catfished by by people on Google. and it's uh, Or people on Reddit. And it's like, really, dude? You can't even yeah. be mad. This is on you. Like, you 100% fucked yourself by falling for a bit. But, I mean, to be fair, they fuck him really hard. Like, he, they fly him out to Mexico. They do this surgery in, like, an underground, like, lab because it's a, it's so advanced that the government doesn't want people to know about it. Which, as soon as they said that, it was like, you can't be serious. You cannot be serious. This is a dude that would be like, you invented the COVID vaccine. A vaccine you promised would save lives, but actually turned the frogs gay. Or something oh, fucking man. stupid like that. So... He, um, he does this surgery and he goes back to the house where they were doing the surgery, like a week or two later to like thank everybody and they're gone. And he discovers that they never did surgery on him. Um, which is also fucking hilarious. Cause it's like, really? You didn't notice that weeks went by. You didn't notice that they didn't give you an incision. They never cut you. There's yeah. no, nothing really. You didn't feel anything. Okay, sure. So he goes on a quest to kidnap and torture all the people that were involved in this, including the fucking cab driver that takes him there, which is, like, one of the only people that survives. He, oh. he, uh, that's the first, I guess, real trap. There's the, the trap that you see on the poster with the eye, the eye thing, not even real. It's a fantasy moment that he has. Oh, that's lame. That's what? lame as hell. What? And it's also, like, not a good trap. I'm sorry, Anybody could have gotten out of that trap. That man had no fucking willpower. All he has to do is turn this knob to five, and it's going to break all of his fingers on the other hand. Which Molly and I are both like, just, he has a minute to do it. It's like, just crank it all the way to five. Knock it out in one shot. It's going to suck, of course. But the other option is that he's going to suck your eyeballs out of your head. Yeah. I would rather just break my fingers. My fingers will, and he's even like, bones will, bones will heal. Like, you, you just will learn. Bones are going to heal. Doesn't do it. His eyeballs get sucked out, but he breaks four of his fingers, it, and then it, and then he just like flashes back to reality, and it's like that was dumb. That was so dumb. So, anyways, back to the torture. He tortures everybody that was involved in this, kills pretty much everyone, except the main girl, the girl who throughout this whole movie you were dying to see get fucking killed. She is she is the mastermind behind the whole thing. She's unapologetic about it. One girl survives one of the challenges and she kills that other girl and is just very like, I wanted to do it. And even Jigsaw is like, what the hell? Like, it's it's crazy. And she's the only person that survives the whole entire thing. And then the credits roll. So it's like the bitch that like fucks you the hardest, steals $250,000 from him. That bitch lives. That woman didn't learn her lesson. That, or quote unquote, learn her lesson or anything like that. 
And she's never mentioned again throughout the rest of the series. So it's like, you just let her live and she never caused a headache for you later on. Because she even acknowledges, like, I knew you when you showed up on my table that you were the Jigsaw Killer. Which is weird because they haven't deemed him the Jigsaw Killer yet, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Plot hole. Plot hole number five at this point. There's so many weird little plot holes throughout the whole movie. And then you have the after credit scene with the cameo from the guy who becomes Jigsaw later on in the series. And it's like, whoa! And it's like, this isn't good. Like, these kills are so mid. Like, there are kills in in other installments that are fucking so gross and so unsettling. Matt and I both agree. I, w- I, don't even, I might be my number one after rewatching it. There's one trap where a girl is, like, stuck in a chair with, like, a collar around her neck. And there are these, like, spikes near her neck. And anytime she screams, the spikes will go closer to her neck. And the only way to save her is to get the thing off of her, to get the, the chain off her neck. The key is attached to a fish hook, which is in her stomach. And the guy, there's a guy who has to pull the fucking cable out of her with the fish hook. So and, she, the worst trap. and she can't scream. And he has a minute to do it. It's the worst trap. It's man. so like, fucking rough. Series, oh my like... goodness, I just got goosebumps you just describing that to me. <laughs> and that was the one that was in 3D. <laughs> yeah. So imagine seeing that in theaters and just like blood Ooh. is flying at you and that, shit. That's why that one's the best one. That one is so it's, fun it's and so ambitious. Good. They know exactly what they're doing with, with, with every single trap in that movie. Yes. Even, even the first one is so funny where it's like... Will you sacrifice one of yourselves, or will you sacrifice your lover? And like, yeah. and like they, they just literally like, let's agree to fucking kill her. And yeah, like let's kill, kill the girlfriend, and she's like, what? It's <laughs> so good. The, her intestines fly off, and it like goes towards the camera, and you're like, oh. yeah, this is soft. So yeah, so like Saw it. Ten as a whole, it's boring. The kills are pretty lackluster. The plot twist is is like you know it's coming. But even like, but when it happens, I will say I was like, "Let's go, here we go." Yeah. But then you don't get the satisfaction of the worst character that I would say, like the most evil person he's ever put in one of these like traps, just lives, and that's the end of it. Oh. And I'm like, "No, that sucks." And then you have the lame post credit scene, and it's just, it's just dumb. It was a dumb cash grab. Like I gave it a two and a half. I stand pretty firm on that. I think that it's it's definitely not the worst Saw movie I'd ever seen, but I think it is like a blue balls moment in the Saw franchise. And I don't know why it has such high reviews. Maybe because it's so easily accessible. Like anybody could really watch this movie and not be horrified. I think there's a, there's, I mean, there's definitely some weird ones. Like there's a trap where one guy has to perform brain surgery on himself. Oh, with no anesthesia. But he handles it really well. Like he's like kind of, he like cuts his head open really fast. Damn. And then he has to take part of his brain out and, like, put it in, like, this, like, acid to dissolve. And dissolving it gives him a key. Um, which also was what was also very confusing. And the way they kind of play it off is is the tape where Jigsaw is like, you'd be amazed what the brain can do even when you remove half of it. And it's like, no, like, you fucking go brain dead, like, immediately. Yeah, there, once it is exposed to air and you take part of it out... You, that's it. There is no like, oh, I'm fine now. Like you're fucking dead. <laughs> At what point do you just like try to end it though? Like, yeah, I would not go through half of that. Like, oh, there's okay. multiple ones that I'm like, I would just die. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even care. To be fair, in that one, I would say I don't know which I would do, because yeah. he has to perform brain surgery, or he because he he fails. And there's like a there's like a weird thing that's like around his head. You don't really know what it is. And when the timer runs out, it, you notice that there are um oven burners on it and it closes on his face and just cooks him just cooks him 
cooks his head. But they don't even show it. Oh, like he just closes on his face. He screams, and then the they turn the light off. Yeah, I don't think I'd like the Saw movies at all. Oh come on, they fun. Yeah, that does not sound like fun. Oh my god, I'm like you're just kind of watching them think like leaning to the person next to you, being like, I could do that, or being like, fuck that, absolutely, I'm dying. Yeah, I. Yeah, there's no way I would be terrified. Yeah, I, I can't do that. That's so. That's so funny. That that's just like the uh, whole franchise. Yeah, I love yes, that. I love that you franchise. love that though. It's there. There, there's a rhythm. Like every good I'm franchise sure. just gets into a rhythm where you can expect certain things in every movie. Yeah. And Saw X will always be this weird John Kramer esque ideology, and then you have the traps. And then you have the twist. As long as you have those three things, then you you pretty much have yeah. a Saw movie. Maybe, yeah. Maybe include pig masks if yeah. you want in there. But or or Billy. Billy, yeah, yeah, the puppet. Billy the there, puppet. There, there's like other things too. I, sure. I would say it's probably in the, the whole imagery. franchise, it's probably like the fifth or I think I put it in the fifth or sixth slot of like best Saw movies. I mean, okay. out of ten, that's really not bad. Like, yeah, like no. Middle of the ground. Yeah, I, I don't, or middle of the, whatever. I know we didn't hate it. It's just, it, it. It was weird, and it didn't do what it promised. It's yeah. just don't lie. Yeah, really, the moral of the story is just don't lie. Like, make the movie exactly what you say it's going to be. I definitely don't feel the same animosity towards it, but, <laughs> but it's it, it's good. Uh, I, th- I thought it was fine. It, it's definitely not the best one. It's, no. def- it's definitely not the worst one, but no. it's... What is I the worst one? Spiral. Spiral. I for me I don't know yeah, I'd have to like honestly man don't like, say you'd like, have to watch them, them again yeah seriously a lot of them kind of bleed into each other yeah like, like a lot of them but but um <laughs> yeah a lot of them I just feel like they it's not that I the plot that's there I like it but I even had to ask Nick like can you summarize what what we just went through because. I look for the rhythm, so yeah. I, I just want to yeah. see the traps. I just want to see John, and then I want to see the twist. And yeah. then, like, in I'm just I'm listening to the themes as well. And every time that 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 saw theme plays, it's dope. But but it's always played whenever there's a twist. So it's like you're just like, oh shit, here comes the yeah. twist. That's it's the best part, like, though. You know it's yeah, coming now. You're like, okay, dope. let's see what did I miss, and it'll be like. It'll be right there. It's weird because the first time you watch it, you're like, no fucking way. And then you watch it a second time. And it's like, they were they were right in your face the whole time that this was going to be the twist. And you just, there's, it's so, every twist is so convoluted that there's just no way to predict it. And no, I kind of yeah. love it. A lot of people complain that it doesn't make sense, but I don't, it doesn't really matter. You're watching Saw. Clearly yeah. none of this is real. Also, like sense. the twists... The, it, it's not about whether they make sense or not. Like, I think that they make enough sense for the movies to make sense. It, like, none of them are completely earth-shattering. Yeah. They don't destroy their own world with, like, that twist doesn't make any sense. Like, this, yeah. is, a, this is a brand new character. They'll they'll always explain it, you know, in a way. Which, I think people I think are trying cool. to, like, relate to it and be like, you know, if I was in this situation, they're like, this doesn't yeah. seem real, but... You know, there's lots of movies we watched where you just kind of have to enter their world, for yeah, sure, and be a part and of this this universe. Yep, and, and, the, and I understand I, this is just how it works here. I, yeah. will, I will say that that's probably like my one thing with this movie that I both like and I dislike about it is that I like how much extra time we get with John Kramer. I think that it's kind of overboard whenever it gets its craziest in a way because mm. like they. It, since we're talking about spoilers, 
they bring a kid into one of the traps, which I think is a cool concept, but then it's kind of funny whenever the kid is trying to save John. And yeah. it's like, okay, what the fuck are we, are we watching? This is Saul. Like, why am I watching like this weird heroic moment with this kid? You already have an issue with kid actors. Well, it's it's not it's not even <laughs> that. Like, I think the kid the did fine, honestly. Yeah, the kid, yeah, the kids. I'm just curious as to why. Like, like why not? Why are you not trying to like murder this guy actually instead of saying? Right, it's yeah. like let's bring him to like the brink of death, which kind of I mean, like yeah. kind of gets waterboarded. I never felt a sense of danger, also because it's like you know the outcome. He's not. He will die from yeah. from a from, different. Outcome. He died. Yeah, he dies later on in the series, so yeah. you know he's going to live. Also, just close your mouth. Like yeah. <laughs> close your mouth and turn your head. I don't understand. Right. But whatever. Okay, that was Saw X. Like, if if you get the chance to see it, check it out. Yeah. If you haven't seen the other ones, you might be able to actually understand it. Yeah. I would argue you could watch this Just one without seeing Saul any one, of the right? other ones. Yeah. Without watching any of the other wow, ones, you okay. can understand this movie. I think that people keep saying that, and I feel like you could, but there's going to be bits that you're like, I don't get this. Like the I the post credit scene yeah. isn't going to make sense. Well, you're not going to know. That's five minutes like yeah. just stop watching it after the movie stop ends. watching it after the movie ends. but then you're gonna be like why didn't he kill that one guy yeah yeah he had the post credit scene to see that he kills that one guy which they cut away from and i was like yeah bad move well, you know what i'm here for yeah it's like come on why even put a post credits in saw they should have just made the movie a little bit longer and just yep. made an actual scene out of it yep. at the end basic common sense but i'm not here to not here to tell them how to make a saw movie no they did not um they did not come to us for advice. Believe yeah. it or not, Shot and Chaser was not yeah. consulted before putting out Saw 10. We could have fixed a lot of things, we'd boys. Be, we'd be happy to do it for, for a very small fee of $50,000. But no, like, <laughs> that's not... Small that's bills. Just not, that's just not, not... That's not how it works. Well, let's stop talking about Saw, because I'm, I'm truly... I don't think I could watch another Saw movie for a very long time. Let's get into tonight's shot and chaser, beginning yes. with Ghost Watch. Matt, what is Ghost Watch about? Yes, so Ghost Watch is directed by, as we said earlier, Leslie Manning. He's only directed, I think, two features: this one and another movie that I actually am very intrigued and I, I want to check it out. But this movie is called Ghost Watch. Tagline goes like this: We don't want to give anybody sleepless nights. And that's a quote from from the movie, by the way. And then the the summary follows for halloween 1992 the bbc decides to broadcast an investigation into the supernatural hosted by tv chat show legend michael parkinson parky who is assisted by mark mike smith sarah green and craig charles and a camera crew attempt to discover the truth behind the most haunted house in britain this groundbreaking live television experience does not go as planned however Dun dun dun. Dun dun. Alright. Was this everybody's first time watching this? First time. Same. Yeah. yeah first time ever. Sure. Through this shit first I'm redacted. First time hearing about it. I, I, really? I didn't know it yeah. even existed. I had Same. seen I had seen a couple posts about it over the years, and I think I had actually seen Chris, the guy who, who directed WNUF, post about this, and I did some like very minor research into it, because I, I like shit like this, and... It sound it sounded crazy. It was a broad. It was a real broadcast that aired in 1992. It aired, aired quote unquote live, where like the footage that's in the home is not live, but the broadcast itself is live. Um, and the show received over one from according to Wikipedia, the show received over one million phone calls during the broadcast of complaints and praises of the night. 
Now, the phone number at the bottom of the screen was a real number you could call, and the first fucking thing they would tell you is, this is fake. This is not real. And yet, British people, being stupid, couldn't fucking get that through their fucking humongous skulls, and were just like, must be real, yeah. and lost their goddamn minds. The movie was banned in the UK for 10 years. It still never has played on UK television ever again. They've even, they, I was looking into it, they had brought up bringing, doing like a sequel about it, and the BBC's like, no, no I man. will never do this again. Wait, because is are these broadcasters, were they actual broadcasters? These are very the real. BBC? These are real famous broadcasters. I, obviously, we're not, we don't watch the BBC. Yeah. These people are also maybe dead by now. I don't know when <laughs> came out. Right. Uh, I didn't recognize anyone in this. I thought this was just like WNUF. Like no, this. these are real people. That, that's, that is crazier to me. I that adds that layer that. to it. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. The commitment to the bit of this is fucking crazy. It, it actually makes it a lot cooler in my book. Yeah. I wish I could turn on whatever, you know, Good Morning America, and they would do shit like this. Right. That would be cool. I yeah. can't even imagine what it would have been like in 1992 and just turning this on. And just not yeah. knowing that this was fake, but being like, oh, it's that guy. It's the guy from Dateline or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he's covering a haunted house. Oh, it's the it's that one news anchor and and uh, and her husband. They're doing the thing. Okay. And then you're just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, that I personally I had a great time with this and that fact alone that 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 so many people believed it made it so enjoyable just to as nick said the the commitment to the bit and i think everyone plays their role well i yeah. mean it, i mean they're, they're they're doing what they do best is just playing themselves ultimately at least yeah. as far as i could tell but it was great oh man i i was terrified by the ending really and i like Knowing that this was just like a, a a real or not real not real broadcast, but it was uh, broadcasters. Man, if I would have watched that live, that would have scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> I know I wouldn't have called that number, right? And I would have just believed it. And that would I I am thankful I did not that this actually I didn't watch this when I was younger or anything because it, it even being fake. It was still like very chilling at the end when the, the broadcaster gets in the camera. I forget what he says, but he starts he, talking in like the demonic voice. Yeah, and he's it's like, very unfi fo fum or something like that. That got me. It's so it's, unnerving. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that this I was not expecting it. I, I didn't know how much I loved like fake television. Yeah movies yeah. <laughs> until this week yeah. when, they're done, when they're done really well i think yeah. it, it's just a, a subgenre that it's it just matches some weird vibe you, yeah you feel like you've seen something like this before especially with uh, the, the the next movie we're going to talk about um but this specifically it, it it does match that vibe of just a news news station that how they would actually go about broadcasting something like this something yeah. going wrong and feels so authentic it's it's strange it it's and yet because i was thinking about this is like there are found footage movies I, I was thinking about paranormal activity where i was like i like this a lot more than i like paranormal activity yeah. simply because 
It's real news at, uh, casters. It's at a real news station. They're trying to sell the fact that this was real. And I know that Paranormal Activity is doing the same thing. Yeah. But it's because... However... It, yeah, it's like with a caveat. You know, it's like... These are actors that you've seen in other things before. Right. Yeah. Like, it's... It... I think the first one, the first Paranormal Activity does well because there there was no... You never had seen these two people before. This was their only acting role ever and that, like, they used their real names in the movie and then they double down on the second one and they're like, all right, we're going to get people that you've seen in other shows to be in this. And it's like, that's why would you do that? <laughs> that's I don't understand why you would do such a, kinda, such a foolish, foolish thing. Kind of ruins the whole, it's once again, you're just setting the stage. You're, you're, yeah. you're setting the atmosphere kind of ruins the atmosphere when like Tom Hanks shows up in paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Can't forget paranormal activity seven. You I'll got a friend forget. in me. Never forget. I also found that Ghost Watch is uh, was cited by the British Medical Journal as having caused post-traumatic stress disorder in children. Oh. Imagine your fucking British child getting PTSD That's from so watching... That's so wild. <laughs> watching this. Change the fucking yeah. channel. But there was like that. Even that mother that called, like I can't get they. I can't pull them away from the TV. Yeah. It's like they they won't move. Kind of like their uh, eyes are glued. Kind of like a season of the witch situation. But yeah, I thought I thought it was it was good. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was well executed. I liked all the calls, like the people calling, yeah. freaking out. I liked the guy who who probably just like knocked over his plate, but he was like, the plate flew across the room. My pickle and cheese sandwich, and yeah. even he's like looking at the camera, like go fuck yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> so funny. Oh my goodness. Man, I did also learn. I I went on a big like deep dive on this after watching it last night because like I I really did like it. Um, there is one, there is only one suicide link to the airing of this. One person killed themselves because of this movie. Jesus Christ. 18-year-old, uh, Martin Denham, um, who had a learning disability, so mentally he oh was only God. 13. Um, and I'm trying to think, yeah, he left a suicide note saying, if there are ghosts, uh, I will be one, uh, or I will be with you always as a ghost. Oh, that's haunting. Isn't that oh. fucking terrifying? So, yeah. So, again, I after hearing that, I understood the ban. Because while I was watching, I was like, I don't get why this would have been banned. Because <laughs> yeah. I even looked it up. At the beginning of the program, it said, like, fake. This is fake. What you're yeah. about to see was written and directed by blah, 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 blah. But I guess, like, if it's it's live and you you come in ten minutes later, you don't know. And you're not yeah. going to call the line. You're just like, oh, it's my favorite news reporter. Oh, not my God, fair. what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, it's a cool Halloween report. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, God. You're like, what's happening? And it was based on a on a very real haunting in the UK. It's based on the Enfield poltergeist, which was a very real, very well-documented case. Um, but I think that's another thing that makes it a little little weird that it's like you went through all the trouble. Everything else you've, you're showing me is real. But you're going to put them in a house that exists, but you're not going to use like the same ghost story like obviously they use a different house than the enfield poltergeist but the house looks like very 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 similar to the enfield poltergeist house and it's a very similar situation like family situation so it was just like i don't know why you would i don't know why you would cut that corner i guess i mean if you did the enfield poltergeist i don't know maybe you would have gotten something real I, I i truly i get it but at the same time it was the only thing that took me out of it was being like this is the enfield poltergeist story 
and then looking it up, and they're like, it's based on the Enfield Poltergeist. Like, there you go. So, the, I, but that would be my, bi- I guess, my biggest complaint. And it's not even, like, a really big one. Um, I think one thing that really frustrates me in found footage movies, and I, I don't think that these two movies are necessarily guilty of it, though I do think that they, they both do this a little bit. Um, found footage movies really try to be, like, what you're about to see really happened. This is very real. And so because of that, you can't just jump into shipping scary immediately because you're like, that's not how it would work. It's got to be, you have to slowly build to it. The first little bit of footage, everything needs to be normal because why else would you be filming it? Um, and I think that Ghost Watch sort of, dra- not even drags on, but the first half of it is like, nothing's really happening. You're getting a couple phone calls. Yeah, there was definitely yeah. where I'm like, come on, man, like, we gotta move here. We only have 30 minutes left in this movie. Oh, I totally agree. But then it, like, it kicks it up. Yeah. And I, I I initially gave the movie a three and a half last night. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna bump it up, honestly. But one thing that I, I looked up is that is, and there's a website even dedicated for it. They're like, how many times do you notice pipes throughout the movie? The ghost. And I was like, I saw him towards the end, and they're like, he is there ten times before like his presence is known in the movie. He's constantly in the background of the movie. Oh, it's man. fucking crazy. And I looked up the screenshots and everything. I'm like, how do I not see this? How in the world am I not seeing this guy? There was only one time that I was like, holy shit, I think I saw him. Maybe I'm just stupid, though, because nobody's noticed it. Whatever. But there's a scene where they're in like the kitchen, and the camera guy like moves the camera, and you see his reflection, the reflection of the ghost in the window. Yes, I saw that, and I was like, and then for a second there, I thought, oh, that must have just been the camera guy. Yeah, Creepy as hell. But (laughs) I was like, that, that I noticed, I was like, that looks creepy. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, because I I felt like I saw some figures, and that being the the biggest one. Nice. I definitely Uh, saw one in... uh, funny name the glory hole well yeah uh, underneath the, that's where the, he's supposed to be yeah. yeah it's like once they once they like open the door but i thought it was like a, a little girl not 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 him but i guess it is him. yeah it's him um there was also he's outside at one point when they're broadcasting outside he's in the crowd oh. um oh there's a couple there's a, there's a bunch of like random times that he shows up throughout Throughout the movie, but I think it's nine, nine or ten times in total he shows up before Jeez, the glory hole scene. I have to look that up. It's, I, I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, personally, I, I think that that this was just really well done. I feel very similar to this that I feel towards N, uh, WNUF, the Halloween special, um, and in the Halloween mega tape. Um, think that they're just handled very really well and, and they're super entertaining yeah. i do agree with you the, the 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 beginning drags on a little bit i do agree that as you were saying it's just to build atmosphere but i think that when shit hits the fan it's really worth it because i think you as with stuff like this there are lulls in yeah. watching news broadcasts you know right you're like i'm bored as fuck right? <laughs> like, should i fucking change the channel like it's literally so close that's what i was thinking and i was like, like it felt very authentic yeah and also so it's like, like <laughs> it, it's it, it just works because I, I i feel that way towards wnuf too is like yeah. some of those news broadcasts you're watching you're just kind of laughing because you're like uh, this is fake but it's like it feels real right like, right like it's the same way with this is like i was kind of chuckling sometimes because it's but but this one i think is a little bit more serious a little bit more oh for uh, sure yeah it's yeah definitely a little bit more spookier too i like the ending of, of wnuf 
I think it is it fairly spooky, but it's also more fun than I think it is spooky. Yeah, in my opinion, especially yeah. because of you know I don't want to I keep on wanting to mention the commercials because it's such a big part of the next movie, but this one doesn't have any of that. It's just the special. It's just kind of yeah. like an hour long special, which I thought was kind of cool. That special. like it it was like there it was a commercialist like broadcast. Yeah. Which also like kind of like ensnared you and like oh this is live like I am watching like whatever is going to happen is going to happen they're not going to cut away to a commercial break I don't know if there were commercial breaks when it actually premiered right. I I'm not one hundred percent positive um I didn't look any look up anything about that but even so it just it it has a very good ebb and flow throughout the whole thing and I think it's one of those movies that when I finished it last night I was like this was really good. I, I get the hype sort of, but I don't know like why this was such a such a, a like phenomenon. And the more research I did, and the more I've thought about it, and like even having this discussion, it's like this is like kind of like a spectacular like a spectacle. Like this is crazy to the point that like this was a this was a a channel that did everything right to be like this is fake. This is just for fun. It's a Halloween special. It aired on Halloween. Like it's a it's supposed to be a joke. And people went into a full-fledged panic thinking, like, oh, God, there are demons now that have been summoned onto this plane, and we are all doomed. And my favorite reporter is now possessed. Like, <laughs> yep. I, I thought that it was, at first, I thought it was actually very spooky to the point where I thought they were going to commit to kind of leaving it up in the air as it, you know, trying to really sell it as being... No, this could have actually happened. You right. Know, just the way that, that they were framing it. But once they started summoning something, I just started smiling and I was just having a great time. I was <laughs> like, this is entertaining as hell. Like, I, I actually really like this. I wish that it, it would have been pretty interesting if they would have, if they would have uh, continued diving into that and maybe given us some, some footage of, you know, the aftermath and stuff. Yeah. Which they they, they, they kind of do. I did like the stuff in the station too. Whenever the lights are turning off and he just keeps yeah. on reporting, as yeah. if it's like he's like the lights are off. The yeah. lights are off now. There's there's no power in here. Yeah, I I, I love that because yeah. I, I that's a man committed. I, I don't know if he if they meant it to be like this, but it's he he was always like a non-believer the entire special. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's the last one in the building because he's like, I'm not leaving. This is a fucking ghost. Like, yeah, right. Like, he's very he's very upfront about like I don't believe in ghosts. And you have like the you have the my favorite is the guy, um, that's reporting in New York who sounds just like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like, yeah, that, like I I didn't have my glasses on him. And I was like, is that Jeff Goldblum? And I put them on. I was like, that doesn't look anything like Jeff Goldblum, but that sounds exactly like him. But like you had this perfect balance of like the reporter who's like, I don't believe in ghosts. However, if you show me proof of a ghost, I'm willing to listen. And you have the guy in New York who's like, ghosts are fake and you're a fucking lunatic for believing in them. And then you have the, you have the woman that is like, ghosts are real. I've been in this house and this is what, this is what exists in there. And I think she, like her and like the mom and kids and the New York guy are the only actors in the movie. The rest of everybody else is very real. Like, person tv personalities oh um it's so wild it's such a good they did a good job the mom and the kids yeah honestly they they committed very very well i wonder if like because like the mom was on the station um like answering questions i wonder if she was like there during the live performance as well because you're saying all the video was recorded earlier so i looked into that and they said that like i i didn't notice it but they said there's a couple times where like she answers questions before they get asked 
And so, like, they're, like, this the sinking, like, it didn't sink up quite right, or, like, somebody missed their mark a couple times, because it's yeah. live, but nobody really, again, nobody noticed that, like, oh, yeah. this is, uh, this is not, this is clearly not live. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but, yeah, there's a couple sure, times where apparently, like, they missed, they missed that, but, yeah, I, like, but I was so engrossed, like, I was not acknowledged, I, I never noticed it. Yeah. I had to look it up before, like, it became apparent to me. Yeah, I didn't really notice anything like that. There wasn't really any moments where I was like taken out of the uh, out of the illusion. I was I, I was sold. And, yeah, and I, I yeah. had a great time watching. Like I yeah, I didn't know it was live until you told me. I thought it was this whole complete project like WNUF. And that's so cool. Yeah. Like to have like half to like for this to all, for this to have premiered live. Like oh, what yeah. an experience. I know. That's why it's like when it, whenever I was watching it, I was like, that would just be so cool to experience. Yes, I, I feel bad for the tragedy that came about from it, but what an event! If you would have watched it and talked to your friends about it, and they're like, oh yeah, watch that too. It's like that was dude, that was dope. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 very interesting. I wish that in our lifetime we could see something like that, but it's you're. We're drowning in a sea of media that's just very clearly not real. Even like when you see like these like like live feeds of things that are happening, you're like, I don't know. I can't tell if this is real or not. And like it's, I've come to a point where I just distrust it so much. This is 1992. Like there is no distrust with the BBC airing something yeah. live. To the point that it got banned. That's crazy. Yeah, people were people were fucking on scared. This. Yeah. yeah, they they were relying on this for for accurate information, and then they got Joke freaked out. Yeah. yeah, they got freaked out. But what do you expect when you're from the UK? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yikes, bean beans eating motherfucker. <laughs> and the same shit happened to to Jigsaw. I will say that 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 I I thought I thought it was. I just wanted to, to to touch on this really quick because like people who who fall for this stuff, I understand why. But I'm also like, you kind of, you get what you you deserve i guess if, if, if that makes sense for, for, for falling for shit like this kind of like jigsaw where it's like he kind of got what he deserved i mean now he did have that guy showing the scar sorry i'm kind of going right back into this we're back part. into saw 10 but whenever he was looking at the the computer screen to what like whatever he was he, he was he was on he was on the website whenever he's looking yeah. at his computer um that whenever i was watching that, i was like that's exactly what makes people fall for misinformation is just how it's presented and that made me thought think about ghost watch is how i think it was just because of how it was presented how people relied upon bbc and even though bbc tried to to, to warn people and i think that that they did everything that they should have i don't think that, yeah. that, that they did anything wrong here yeah um still people people believed it and yeah personally i think that just everything around this movie how it was executed it's repercussions in the world i think that that makes me rate it fairly high uh, i'd probably give it like a four four and a half on a good day honestly damn i think i'm sitting at a at a, at a solid four i initially like i said I initially gave it three and a half and that was because it was sort of lackluster beginning but i think that you're right i think it just kind of sells it without becoming stale like i look at movies like like i know this is considered a hot take to to a lot of people mm -hmm. but like blair witch is the most like subpar found footage movie and people are like no it felt real like these were kids lost in the woods i'm like this is a 90 minute movie and 85 minutes of it is just three teenagers arguing with each other and then the last five minutes is nothing it's a kid staring in a corner and the movie ends if you got scared of that 
you're a baby. It is not that scary. I saw that movie on VHS when I was eight years old. I was bored as hell then. I was bored as hell now. That is a movie that overshot it. I don't get the hype. This, I think, toes the line... And I think it goes over just a little too much. I think if maybe like the chaos quote unquote started like 10 minutes earlier, we would have been good. But again, the ghost is seen multiple times. I think rewatching it, if I could see him like that would probably quell that. Yeah. So this is basically like a found footage because it was banned by the UK and we had to go find it. We did indeed have to go find it. Yeah. I I, I didn't honestly look to see if it was streaming anywhere. I just put it on. Yeah. I have I didn't mean to click on that, but <laughs> I just put it on redacted and, and let the good times roll. Redacted. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry about I, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to give it a four as well. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I really liked four, it. Four's all around. It really scared me. I'm updating my, yeah. my... I couldn't believe it yet. I got the, when we got that text from you and you were like, I'm genuinely scared. Yeah. I was like, really? Are you capping? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, like like you guys say, it was I was kind of bored for a good portion of it. Probably first like maybe even like forty five minutes to an hour. And then it got like really good and really scary. Yeah. And and I was kinda of for it. I also watched it in the middle of the day, all my lights on and just chilling. Yeah, just chill. Just got to enjoy a little scare. It was it was uh it's October. It feels like uh, a We're spooky here. month. We yeah. are in baby. spooky season. Let's yeah. go. Let's freaking go well then let's get into our chaser for this evening i can't believe that i genuinely thought this was going to be the shot <laughs> yeah but well, uh, oh this is one of the longest summer holy we've, god right okay uh all right this is the wnuf halloween special directed by friend of the pod chris lamartina and it came out in 2013 and the tagline goes like this the infamous 1987 live broadcast and the summary follows. Originally broadcast live on October 31st, 1987, the WNUF Halloween special is a stunning expose or expose of terrifying supernatural activity that unfolded at the infamous Weber House, the site of ghastly murders. Local television personality Frank Stewart leads a group of paranormal investigators, including Catholic exorcist Father Joseph Matheson and the prolific husband and wife team, Lois and Claire Berger. Together, the experts explored the darkest corners of the supposedly haunted Weber house, trying to prove the existence of the demonic entities within. Did they find the horrific truth, or simply put superstitious rumors to rest? I said, holy moly. Just letting that one fly out there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Okay, so... Matt and I had seen this movie previously, uh, yes, last yes. year. Yeah, when we went to when we went to Salem. Oh yeah, yeah. and we we watched this movie. So we were booking our trip last year, and we were looking up things to do. And <laughs> Molly found the premiere. She was like, "There's a whole movie that's premiering while we're in Salem called the Out There Halloween Mega Tape." And I was like, "I don't know what that is, but we have to see it." And after we we like bought our tickets, we got everything set up. We were like, okay, what? Um, we should look up a little bit about this director. What you know, what to know. And really, the only thing we could find about the movie we were going to see was that it was a sequel to this WNUF. Oh. So we were like, while we're up in Salem, let's obviously we already had our tickets to this movie. We're like, let's go see this movie, but let's watch this movie. So the night before the premiere, we this was just on YouTube at the time. Yeah, it's not on YouTube anymore. Free. Um, we threw it on and I mean like 
enthralled. Like, we were like, yo, what the hell is this? This is so cool. Um, and so, like, I, I loved it. And then we saw the movie. And we got we got to meet Chris. We got to meet his wife. Yeah. We got to meet a lot of people that worked on the movie. And, like, I, it was cool because, like, it was in, like, this theater. I think the movie theater only has, like, two or three theaters in it. It was small as hell. Oh, that's cool. Not a lot. There was, like, maybe, like, 40 people there. And we saw we watched this movie, and it was it was awesome. We had a little Q&A afterwards. We bought all of his movies while we were there because we were just like, I, I've loved both movies I've seen of yours. Like this yeah. is this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I want to support however we can. We ended up all following each other on Instagram. He also put out like a game, or him and his wife worked on a video game this past year called Amanda the Adventurer. Spectacular, yeah. highly recommend. Um, I reached out to him about buying this movie specifically though because he didn't have copies of it when we were in Salem. And so I had asked if he had any copies, and he said that he had like two or three special edition copies left, and they were they were more expensive. I think they were like sixty bucks. And I was like, okay. I don't give a shit. Like, give yeah. it to me. Like, and it came in that sick slipcover. Yeah. I was like, yo, I want this. So like, I got it. I love this movie. I think it's become like a, a staple in our house to to watch it every every October. And it get it honestly it just gets better every. This is my third time watching it last night. It just gets better every single time I watch it. It's such a specific vibe that I feel like a lot of people would watch now and be like, I don't get it. I don't understand like why this is such a big deal. And it's like, man, watching like public access yeah. cable and seeing local commercials was such a good time in life. And it, we took it for granted so fucking fast. And look at what we have now. Yeah, I feel like teenagers would hate this movie yeah right they wouldn't get it would not be as funny but to me this movie it just rocked and you guys have been talking about it for so long and for some reason i did not think it was just it was gonna be this public access just like spoof almost um i thought it was gonna be like a lot i thought it was gonna be gory i thought it was gonna the way you guys are raving about it I was I was nervous. Nah, in man. A way, in a way, I was like, "Oh no, they're getting, they're gonna get me." And we watched it, and we watched it. Of course, it, you're in the the theater, um, and it was so much fun. I was I was locked in from the beginning to the end. I think the you know the first movie we watched, Ghost Watch, didn't have any commercials, but I think the commercials on uh, having the commercials on WNUF just it was so much better. And it was funny and enjoyable, and it felt authentic at the same time. It kept you, like, like reeled in. One. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of this style of movie, even, just from watching it. Yeah, I, I had a great time with this movie. Yeah, at one, once again, when someone's able to create that same vibe of exactly how it feels to watch either a news station... Or in this case, I, I love how it's it's kind of from a perspective of someone who recorded the entire special and then you kind of watch them fast forward through certain segments even to, to, to speed through it. Yeah. Which I, I wish that we would have gotten a little bit more fast forwarding at the end just to almost create that yeah. like anticipation of being like the guy who's watching it wants to know yeah. what the hell is going right. to happen. So you'd like fast forward a little bit more. That's my only gripe with it. Other than that, I think it's it's literally perfect. How how it's executed, that all the commercials are great. Yeah. They have the, the this funny campy charm that public network station commercials have yeah. already. 
because they're they're usually self-produced by independent business owners and they're yeah. you know sometimes they're really cheesy and yeah. and really it works funny. and it works yeah every time so I, I i i think it was great i every time i watch this movie i get lost in the potential how i guess potential backstory for how they made all these commercials i truly wonder if chris contacted a bunch of different people and then had a bunch of different uh uh, uh people that, that 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 he knows either as friends or family or whatever voice different commercials i think he did that for for mega tape but i wonder if it's to that same extent for this movie right um because sometimes i hear people's voices and i'm like oh that kind of sounds like like the same guy who did <laughs> this commercial but yeah. it's, it's not a gripe i just think it's funny it's like oh yeah i like this guy like he's funny oh for sure yeah um, it's definitely not like oh you took me out of it the, the illusion no, is is gone oh no, yeah it it, it it definitely fit the vibe. Every commercial is so good. One of my favorite commercials is the guy who has the rug warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> Family coming over? Don't let it go any longer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I agree. That one was so funny. Man, I don't know. The one... The, 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 here, here I am, man. Uh, the one where the girls are playing tennis, and she's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, just off my game. Is it your tampon? I was like, what is. in the world? <laughs> so good. That shit kills me every single perfect. time it was so good it's made by women and like hannah's sitting next to us like no it is not it is not i love that yeah so so many funny commercials and then of course uh as as we said before uh r.i.p frank stewart but um but but reporter frank stewart was incredible and i think that he is hilarious throughout the entire movie he's got charisma he does and it works so well he uh he he really does steal the show but i think that chris knew what he was doing putting him at at the center and i i thought that it's great every every time he he's he comes into into frame i yeah i just start cracking up and his like boldness of just like running into any room yeah especially by the end you're like oh my god this guy really just does want the story yeah he's obsessed with it yeah Yeah. it it reminds me of the reporter from nope um that's like no i just i need the story yeah the tmz guy yeah oh that guy yeah right right story yeah not the not the filmmaker the bike guy yeah the bike like this is a guy he he needs to get this shot he needs to get this story it for the news um and uh it's all about the ratings yeah yeah i love that like, because it's kind of, like, revealed, like, towards the end that, like, for the most part, things were staged. Yeah. Um, although, I don't, I like, I don't know about, um, it's not really clear what and what, what was and what was not staged, but, I mean, it does, it's, like, obviously, if the priest was fake, like, he comes out and says that he's an actor, and Frank makes it known, like, he was aware that he was an actor, um, throughout the whole thing, um... But I think that everything that happens with like the burgers and their cat, like that, that's real. Everything that happens with their with their tech stuff is real. Yeah. But I think that like at the beginning when someone like runs across the window, like fake. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you, it's it's never really it's never really said. And even like at the end when like they cut to the broadcast, that you know the last shot of the movie, like they bring up like we all thought that this like this was gonna be it was supposed to be a hoax, but it's it seems that something very wrong ended up actually something did go wrong here something bad did happen um which i love the movie takes such a bizarre like bizarrely dark twist 
in the last like five yeah. minutes. Like it's been kind of like campy and fun, and then suddenly you have a, like a dead cat, and you're like, "Whoa, shit, yeah. what the fuck?" And then you have him getting his kung tut out, and you get to, you see all the whole cast of the movie is like dead in a pile, and you're yeah. like, "Yo, what is happening right now?" Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it, it, but it. I love how how Chris uh, interwove the the foreshadowing with just the simple the alternative or the how how the news station was we're going to show how we're unbiased by by showing you this yeah. this interview with these people who are against Halloween and it was those people who actually ended up killing them yeah, yeah. at the end just just a subtle foreshadowing where it's like you don't even you don't even consider that that will be a factor yeah. at this house and yeah. when it happens you're like oh my god I know who that is yeah, as yeah. soon as you hear the blasphemy you're like no way yeah. <laughs> cuz like you know that there are people like that in the oh for world. sure so like it, it's not hard to believe that at the beginning that they would be voicing the opinions of the people who are against this right cuz like they're definitely out there you know and yeah, just to see him use those people as the enemy, it, it was I, it was kind of funny to me, honestly. Yeah, I, I, this movie, like compared to Ghost Watch, I I thought this movie was a lot funnier and was almost like the the funny version, right, of it. It's kind of like spoofing it. Yeah, exactly. And that's where, like, even as serious as it gets at the end, I think it's like a funny decision to have these people be the guys that are the evil right. people they're almost the reason that people even believe in the stuff that they're against right at the end of it and i, I think it's a, a it, it seems like a really well written and directed movie and uh, this was the first movie he's made or is this uh I think he had a couple other movies before this. I think this was like the first like one that like popped off. Oh yeah, I could be I and I could be very wrong. Like, but I'm ninety nine point nine percent certain that this was not his first movie. And the movie you guys saw the premiere of is it similar? Is it like a lot of commercials? It's a lot of commercials, but it's in the nineties instead of the eighties. So you have yeah, makes me want to watch that honestly. You're right. It's it's I have it on DVD. It is very very good. Yeah, he had another President's Day. Okay. President's Day. Um, Call Girl Cthulhu was afterwards. Uh, Witch's Brew. I've never. I don't. I don't think I have that one. Um, Dead teenagers was back. Are in a lot of them like um, TV broadcasts? Is that like a style he does? I don't or? even know if I would say that. Like I know that like WNUF and out there Halloween Megatape are Call Girl. Call Girl of Cthulhu is definitely not like a like a broadcast. What happens next will scare you is like a broadcast, but it's like more modern modernized i guess okay that one i also own it i actually still haven't watched it i've been meaning to we should watch that at some point but it's more oh, wow. like it's like like youtube creepypasta kind of oh. kind of vibe yeah, That's nick, fun. nick bought that movie and i bought call girl of of cthulhu okay i own that one it's it's good it, it's just funny yeah know? like kind of reminds me of like a way more tame bad biology <laughs> Man, uh, that doesn't make me want to watch Not it at all. Not a good, yeah. Yeah, very bad comparison. <laughs> Don't do that to Chris. movies on this what? podcast. Right. <laughs> it's good. All right. The yeah. tagline is, she's turning wet dreams into nightmares. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. 
I'm I'm assuming it is good. I'm just it sounds way more. I mean, the, like the plot sounds way more badass than yeah. the actual than Bad Biology. Like, it's, it's probably nothing like Bad Biology if it's good. Then I think it's just the fact that she's like a call girl, and yeah. the, and yeah. there's probably some sex in it. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't really give a shit as long as it's not Bad Biology. It's <laughs> yeah, true. Basically, that's a, that's a good point. Thank thank God it's not by Bad Biology. <laughs> but no, I I. I love WNUF and I've, I've enjoyed like the amount of times I've gotten to share it with people. And I do appreciate like Ghostwatch has this very big commitment to the bit of like, this is live, this is real. And WNUF has a commitment to like, this is live, this is real. We're going to show these commercials to like, it's not technically real. You know, it's not technically real, but we're going to engross you in it as much as possible by adding in all these commercials that are all so fucking fun and also funny. And like, granted it takes up 50% of that movie. And there are times where you're like, please, I, I, yeah. I, I just need this commercial break to be over. I need to know what's going to happen next. It's fun. Like, yeah. it is such a good-ass time. I could, sh- I, I feel like I could show this movie to anybody. And it's such a quick watch. Like, at 80-something minutes, yeah, you're in and out. Fast. Very fast. Hey, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen this three times. I've enjoyed it a lot. I'd probably give it a solid four and a half still. But I love it. It's great. I think that I I recently bumped it up to a five, and I don't nice. think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna bring it down. Like I think it's it's something so special and unique that I have never seen done in this way. Even with Ghostwatch, like go I and I really did enjoy Ghostwatch. I I think though that WNUF does its pacing differently, and I think it's it's like almost like a cultural barrier thing where like watching WNUF reminds me of being a kid. And watching, like, all of those, like, watching the news with my parents, the the night of Halloween, you always had the guy dressed up as some some basic character that would be like, let's talk about the dangers of Halloween. Yeah. And you'd go through all of that, and he had weird, like, political attack ads, and then you would just go into, like, the next thing, the next, like, big scary movie or whatever. So to jump into something so interesting as a, a haunted house... And bring like a camera crew into this place that's allegedly been abandoned this whole time, and then mix it in with these these commercials that keep you entertained and enthralled. That you're like, oh man, I'm I'm so excited! Like I can't wait to see what comes in after the next commercial break. And it just felt so real in an American way. And I'm just like I'm sure Ghostwatch felt very real in a UK kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> but because I am American and I can identify with this more, I definitely like WNUF more. Um. Mm. I, I enjoy its pacing, I enjoy its commercials, I enjoy its plot. I don't think I could change anything about this movie to make it better. So yeah, I solid five yeah. out of five. Nice. I'm giving it a four. I really like it. I, I, I'm giving, and I like it in many different ways than uh, Ghost Watch, but I think they're just as good. Hell yeah. In a, in a weird way. Yeah, so four for me. Now, nice. Now what correlations, other than the obvious, like both live broadcast movies? I mm. yeah I I correlations between the two maybe that when you think something is is wrong it could very well be wrong very <laughs> very very well be bad I guess is the best way to 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 put it watch out for evil broadcasts yeah. people also watch out for yeah. evil broadcast people yeah. evil evil broadcasts people. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, evil I'm, broadcast, I'm, comma evil, people, yeah. comma people. Yeah, I, I think uh, def- obviously, yeah, th- that the broadcasting part. But I, I think like just when you make a movie, uh, I think th- making it feel like an authentic uh, 
piece of work I think goes a long way. Um, where we were kind of talking about this, where you can enter a world and you're like, okay, now w w when we're talking about Saw, um, you can enter that world and they're like, this is just the rules of this world. This is this is what we're getting into. Right. But with movies like this, it, it's almost a more fun time when you can relate to almost everything and you're like, you right. understand where you're at and, and you kind of understand the, the world you're in a little bit more when it feels that authentic. We're not trying That's to true. guess. Okay, this is this is how you know. I'm, I'm just supposed to take this at face value. Where you during these movies, I felt like both of them. They just felt like real, authentic broadcasts where things go a little bit spooky. Yeah, and, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, dude, great point. Yeah, heck yeah. I think that for me, other than it being live broadcast and the fact that I think that both do an excellent job of, of like being so like enthralling and submersive. Like you can, it's easy to get lost in the universe. Cause like you said, it yeah. feel, it's your universe. Like this mm -hmm. is a, this feels very real. Both feel very like, I feel like I saw this one late night or something like that. Um, but I also think that the, they handle each other's content really well in the sense that in WNUF you have the guy that doesn't believe that any of this is real. It's all about the ratings. In, in Ghostwatch you have the guy that doesn't believe this is real and he's just there to do there to do a show. Um, only to find out in the end. Both of them kind of end up in the sort... No, I wouldn't say the same pit, but I mean in WNUF he dies. Yeah. And in Ghostwatch he becomes... He himself, quote-unquote, dies. Yeah. Um, the threat is is weirdly the opposite in each movie. In WNUF, you're kind of led to believe that it's a ghost the whole time, and then yeah. it's not. It's religious fanatics. And then in Ghostwatch, you're kind of led to believe that it's being faked the whole time, but yeah. it's not. It's actually like a very real ghost. So I, I like the sort of flip flop on that. In the and WNUF slightly spoofing the other, not in like a negative way or anything like that. I think that it plays off of it very well. And is an excellent addition to the found... Both are excellent additions to the found footage genre as a whole. That would be my correlations, personally. Dude, hell yeah. Alright, well then, Matt, what do we have... Uh, what do we got going on next week? Next week is your Halloween episode. Yes, ne Next week, for me, is gonna be two bangers... Yeah, I thought I was gonna keep going, but um, <laughs> I can play it again. <laughs> next week is gonna be two bangers of movies. One is just a guilty pleasure, and the second one is a bona fide masterpiece, in my opinion. But the first, curious well, well, which one the, do you have? The shot, same. I'm a little nervous if I'm being honest with what you're about we'll to say. We'll have to wait until next week to reveal which one of these movies I like more. But <laughs> yeah. the the first we have the 1996 smash hit directed by Wes Craven, called Scream. Woo! Ooh. So excited. Do you like scary movies? I love scary movies. And then we have the smash hit, the smash sequel, I should say, to the cult classic <laughs> Scooby-Doo live-action movie <laughs> from, oh, from, to, from, from early 2000s. We're going to be watching the sequel to this, which is Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Can <laughs> Came, that was came, so fucking terrifying. I hated that. Came out in 2004, directed by legend Raza Gosnell. What has this person legend. ever directed? Never said this name before in my life. He directed the, the first movie. He directed The Smurfs. Is that Bridget Jones' Diary? Smurfs 2. 
He also directed That's Never Been Kissed. Never Been Kissed. Oh, okay. And then he directed the smash hit Home Alone 3. Man, that movie is crazy. (laughs) Okay. The first one without Macaulay Culkin. He did also direct Gun and a Hotel Bible. Damn, this guy sounds like a king. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. We're here for it. Yeah, right? This is going to be... Gonna it's going to be a good episode. Ride. <laughs> well then, Matthew, where can people find us on Letterboxd? On Letterboxd, you can find us under Shot and Chaser Pod. That's right. You can also find us under the Shot and the Chaser Pod or uh, the Shot and the Chaser Podcast on Instagram. You can also find us on Cringe Twitter at the Shot and the Chaser Podcast or at Shot Chaser Pod 22. Let's see what Matt's been up to lately. <laughs> Quoting that they're going to be making two more Exorcist movies. Uh, he brings uh, a lot of retweets on here. Aw, you retweeted that today was the 28-year anniversary of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yep. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> 28 years old. And, oh, posting that we do we saw another movie without Joey. Joey, you're going to have to come to one of these movies. People are thinking that we don't go to movies with you, man. Damn, dude. Yeah. It's, it's the only time that we, like, post whenever we actually go see a movie. It's, <laughs> it's without you for some reason. <laughs> oh, shit. You posted the trailer for Silent Night. I don't care what anybody says. I'm so excited to see that. That's going to be so fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't I'm, seen that trailer. I'm, I'm way more enticed by the, the director, John Woo. John Woo. Yeah, that... Um, did, wasn't there a movie great. that came out last year called Silent Night with the guy from Stranger Things? Violent Night. Violent, okay. Yeah. Violent Night, yeah. Which okay. I'm I'm excited for a good Christmas action movie. That movie was like lackluster to, to, to me. Way to um, go. So Silent Night is supposed to be a good action movie coming out around Christmas? Joel Kinnaman yeah. plays a guy whose kid gets shot and he loses his voice. Like he like oh. gets shot in the neck and he loses his vocal cords. And he goes on this whole rampage to kill every single person that was involved in the death of his son <laughs> on Christmas. And it's John uh, Woo. This movie's going to be so fucking cracked. I'm uh, so excited. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, man. But until then, I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Thank you guys so much. And have a good night.